0: Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Well, the tone of this show certainly changed over the last 40 minutes of hockey. Welcome, everyone, to Game Over Calgary, following a 7-2 win by the Calgary Flames over the Buffalo Sabres coming up on the show. Today, we are going to talk about the young man who inspired this team to victory, the not-quite-as-young man who almost took it away from them early on, and what does this mean for the future? What does it all mean? We will get to all of that coming up, and of course, getting to um, your comments on uh, what was a a phenomenal Flames win over the Buffalo Sabres. Again, it wasn't looking like it was going to. Think you know what way it's going to go? After 20 minutes, we thought we knew how this one was going to go. Um, Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer want to bet head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn that's sportsinteraction.com sdpn 19 years and older please play responsibly if this is an area of concern for you there are links in the show notes to allow you to get some help so the flames pick up uh, a 7-2 win um and i can already see audi um a, a little a little, <laughs> little upset because this looked like for the first 20 minutes of this game it looked like a game that audi was supposed to be covering not not me I, I couldn't possibly cover a game that looked so horrendous. Um, And then it turned more into a, uh, a, a more of a Peter Klein type of a game as the Flames come away with the 7-2 win. We will get into some of um, the the, the not-so-good to start this game, but it all turns with the play of Jacob Pelche. And quite frankly, and maybe this is just hindsight, I thought he was one of the Flames' best players through... 20 minutes of play anyway. Um, I thought he was aggressive on the four check. He created that opportunity early on. And it, it's it's such a smart play that they, they highlighted it on the broadcast. Goes in on the four check, sees that a couple of defenders have drifted into the corner. So he, oh, well, this whole slot area where it seems like goals come from, maybe I'll just go hang out here. Hangs out there and gets a scoring opportunity. And then in the second, a Mwah, chef's kiss perfect pass from Nazem Kadri to Peltier he gets the goal it is his first in the National Hockey League everyone's happy mom's crying it's a great time um and from there the Flames score again 20 seconds after it's Michael Backlund uh they score again with I, I believe I have the order right Nazem Kadri with a deflection and then the before the period is out Dennis Gilbert with um i i will go on to say the greatest goal that Dennis Gilbert has ever scored in the National Hockey League as he puts one in and the flames are off and running and it's 4-1 and the the game is just or it's 4-2 and the game is just over at that point this is what we have been calling for for so long right not Pelche scoring although it's nice um but for for Pelche and for the the young players on this team this is the spark that they are supposed to be providing, right? Like, this is, we're into the dog days of it, we're 50 games into the season, it's getting a little old, you're playing at noon in Buffalo before going to Ottawa after you're in Detroit. All due respect to all of those wonderful cities, none of that sounds glamorous and so from a flame standpoint to have some of these young kids who are just oh boy look I scored that like that can energize you you know that that can really kind of get you going a little bit Um, it's it's the same at a lot of jobs I remember when I was at 960 and you're kind of like oh my god we have to talk about Yanni Ordeo again and then you get an intern coming who's just like oh my god this is so cool it's like ah yeah okay what I do is pretty cool you you kind of need those reminders that, hey, this shit's supposed to be fun. Um, that this is like the, the this is the boost that these young kids can provide. This is the energy that, with all due respect, Trevor Lewis isn't going to bring. Pelche aggressive on the forecheck, creating opportunities, scoring goals, screaming to high holy heavens when he finally gets that goal. That's the type of energy that these young kids can bring. And if you continue to infuse the young players into the lineup, not only does it help because they're good at the sport, but it provides that energy for this team uh, the, the chat coming in on the um, uh, wow I almost called it the. the I, I go back there for three days I'm almost calling it the text line again uh, a couple comments from the, the chat on YouTube if Pelche goes back to the Wranglers this is from uh, the mod extraordinaire Robert um, if Pelche goes to the Wranglers tomorrow I'm driving to Cal, uh, Calgary and slashing Daryl Sutter's tires for legal re- reasons this is a joke yes 100% um, we, we are only kidding about that Uh, But no, you're right. Like when they were, I was getting so mad. Um, because first intermission, they're talking about well, Pelche needs to step up. I mean, it's been seven games and he hasn't got a goal. And you start like rifling through Milan Lucic and Trevor Lewis game logs. Oh yeah, you want to see lack of production? You son of a bitch! I'll show. Like I, I, was, I was personally offended at the suggestion that after seven games, while the team's playing like dog shit, it's Pelche's fault. And now I'm giving him all of the credit for the, turning it around. But still, I was like, no, 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 no. We're not, we're not doing this shit again with another young player. Keep him there. They're playing fine. The rest of the team isn't, but it, it, it's going fine. Um I yeah, I I would have been upset. What do you think of the Flames game? Uh did the Flames get a talk um from Daryl for the first period? I can't imagine what that was like. I was fuming. I was I had like bits ready for the show. Like I had a Blue Jays jersey on. I was like, you know what this team's making me want to do? Watch the Blue Jays all year. I'm done with the Flames. I was over, it. and then they come back and oh hey, yeah, everything. Everything is fine. Um, so yeah, it's quite the swing over the, the last 40 minutes. Another part that I, I don't want to, to totally get lost in this game, um, and we, we see it with Robert right off the start, where he goes, my boy, Tyler DeFoli, with just a perfect shot for his 20th of the year, and then he gets to 21 immediately after that with uh, another very nice shot. The dude is just a goal scorer, and this is the type of thing the Flames need from him, because this is, uh, seven goals tonight aside, this is not a team that creates high danger chances a ton. Sometimes they don't do it at all. See period number one. This is a team that throws a whole lot of shots on goal, and they just kind of hope some of them go in. From a Calgary Flames standpoint, you need guys who can, to steal the basketball term, score from distance. And Toffoli has the shot to be able to do that. And so I, I think as this season goes along, that shot, excuse me, I'm all choked up about this, that shot needs to be a weapon for the Flames going forward. That that shot, and it, like it, it is, it can be, like we've we've seen it, it has damaged many a post this season. Um, we, we need to Foley now to just get the, get the scope a little bit more right. And it seems like he did that with a perfect shot in this game. That is the type of thing this team needs. That's why I was saying it feels like you missed out with Tarasenko going to the Rangers because they need that type of a shot. I get Tarasenko, A, was never coming to Calgary. B, um, like, Cap-wise, it'd be difficult. But that type of a player is what the Flames need right now. They need to fully to be that kind of guy. The chat is bumping right now after a 7-2 win from the Flames. Let's get the uh, the like numbers up a little bit. Share this. It Look. These are fun shows to do when everyone's mad, and you can just trade everybody and say everything that's wrong. We need to celebrate this. This was a seven-two win by the Flames over the Buffalo Sabers. It gets them back, I think, technically into a playoff spot. Although, like, if you took even one brief look to to see, like, it's not a like locked-in playoff spot. But the Flames currently are in a wild card spot, so. Let's celebrate this. Celebrate with other Flames fans by sending out uh, this link to um, to the world and allow them to to come into the chat. Let's keep the chat going here. Um, Derek Grant. I see Markstrom struggling in the first period, but he had a solid two periods after that. Also, Derek shouting out the uh, the Twitch streams. Yeah, it's it it's funny how getting a nine to five job gets in the way of those things. I do want to bring them back. So um, just watch my social media at Klein on Twitter for for those. But this was the quintessential Markstrom game, right? The first goal you can make a very compelling case had nothing to do with him. That was a perfect feed from Dahlin and a hammer of a shot from Thompson. There are volvos that wouldn't have stopped that puck like that. That was just a remarkable shot from Tage Thompson. So you can't really blame Markstrom on that one. The second one you can entirely blame Markstrom for, and. It was just such a backbreaker. They're out-shooting the the Sabres by a ton. It's two goals on three shots, and it's, why isn't Vladar starting? Which, why wasn't Vladar starting? But, like, it's just such a backbreaker. But then after that, he comes in, completely shuts the door. Any thoughts that the Buffalo Sabres had of even considering getting back into this game, he completely shut those down right away um and so this has been the Jacob Markstrom story all year he's gonna be really really bad and then he's gonna be really really good the rest of the way and you like I don't want to credit him at all quite frankly because it's like oh hey yeah look at this I put out the house fire that I started like that that's not sure it's great it's better that you did that than not but could you have just not in the first place you know like it's If you're going to give up two on three shots, by all means, stop the next 25. But maybe, let's just get a little crazy here, stop the first three. Like, let's just mix in a save on those ones, and we'll progress from there. Because we've seen you can do it. For 40 minutes, you were great. And that's kind of an entire team message tonight. Like, for 40 minutes, you guys played a hell of a hockey game. Completely shut down what is a really fun and really skilled Buffalo Sabres team. Do that always. We've seen you can do it. 40 minutes 20 minutes in the grand scheme of things isn't that much longer so just keep doing that um that's my mini markstrom rant we'll get more into marks from here in a little bit uh, um i think we are seeing a swing in daryl's view of pelche i certainly hope so just landed in calgary what did i miss uh quite a bit there uh <laughs> J money as always, uh chiming in on the chat and we greatly appreciate that. Takai number one, props to the flames for keeping the shots against at four for two periods. It's funny how getting a couple of goals changes the perspective of the entire scoreboard up there, right? Like, they have, the, the Flames, outshoot Buffalo, I think it was like 15-3 to three or something in the first period and they're down 2 nothing. And so you're looking at that pathetic offensive work. The goaltender sucks. This team can't create any chances. What are they doing? And then you score two and even when it's tied and the shots are 21-3, to three, it looks like dominance, complete control, can't stop this team. <laughs> like, it's just, a couple of goals just swings the entire perspective of the game. And so for for a team that I wasn't going to give any credit to, once you get a couple of goals, it's like, oh wow, that looks really better now from a flame standpoint. Uh, to Foley going to win the Rocket. J Money, I, I don't know if he's going to, to get to that. With the, the goals tonight, he now has six more goals than Tage Thompson has power play goals this season. So we, we might not be getting to that point. But, I mean, the dude's got a great shot. And that's why people were kind of excited about Huberto because you have Lindom who has a great shot. You have Foley who has a great shot. That's why I thought Huberto was such a great fit on that top line. Clearly it wasn't. And I think Dubé was fine on that line. We'll get to him um, here in a little bit. Robert again, the OVS goal from the office, incredible. Yeah, perfect. Like, love that. Love that firm. It, it, and just like the power play struggling, so just let him keep doing that. He's got a couple of those in the last few games now. Let him, let him keep rolling. Don't worry, Timo Meyer is coming to Calgary. I would love it. I can't in any way make it work. Right, like I want it to happen. Hockey fit wise, perfect. I can't like financially make it work for the Flames given the qualifying offer. For next season. Now you could try to sign an extension and all that, but it would be difficult to to be able to to keep him around for next year. Do you think the Flames will make a trade? I do. I do think the Flames are are going to make some kind of a move. I don't think it's going to be the big one. And the the reason is, you look at that Tarasenko deal, right? Like that's it's not a great return for the Blues for Tarasenko, who admittedly has fallen off for sure. Um, but to to only get what's probably going to be a late first round pick. Uh, a Sammy Blay who seems to have lost all effectiveness as a National Hockey League player, and you're also giving up depth, of, uh, depth defenseman, that seemed like an entirely reasonable price. And the Flames weren't in on it. And no, I'm not saying they weren't in on it. The, the Flames didn't get it. And so you see that, and then it's like, okay, what is a Meyer going to cost? What is an O'Reilly going to wa- to, to cost? For what I hope are pretty obvious reasons, I don't want Patrick Kane anywhere near the hockey team I talk about. Uh, but what is, like, a Chikrin going to cost? Even what's a Luke Shen going to cost? Like, all of these guys are going to be so expensive if a fallen-off Tarasenko is going to get to that. And even that feels underwhelming. Like, it just, it seems like the Flames are going to be pressed out of the market for trades. But I think there's going to be some type of a move, like a Max Domi. Uh, if Yessi RV goes on waivers um, cap-wise, I don't know if the Flames actually can make that one work. That would be um, ideal. I I think Yessi uh, RV would be the perfect fit with the Flames. He can play that tough style. He, for whatever reason, has been on the outs in Edmonton. He knows kind of how alberta works um so the flames right now current cap space they're at three million dollars three million five thousand dollars and anyway just over three million dollars um and pulley rv is i think exactly three million so they would have literally five thousand dollars in cap space after that but i I think it is worth it too to bring him in because you look at how the fourth line played tonight and it was dreadful so that that would be such a boost for this Flames team. Uh, But once again, everyone, share this video. Let's get that like total up a little bit. Let's get a few more people in here. Turn out a few, um... Turn out a few uh, more comments in the chat so we can kind of get this conversation going. A few more more trade ideas in the chat as well. There was a downside to this game, and it was the play of Jacob Markstrom to to start. And um, if you heard me in my my glorious return to uh, 960 last week, um, we, we had Brent Cron on the show at one point, and he was saying... 100% 100% I'm starting Vladar if the playoffs start today. I have said for a bit now that I, I believe that this Flames team is only going to go as far as a Jacob Markstrom can kind of carry them. I am starting to think that we are getting to a point where it is a 1A, 1B situation, and I don't think Markstrom is the A. Like, this shit keeps happening like and i i do think he is playing better than he was at the start of the season but the results are the results he almost like that it's weird to say this because they won by five but he almost cost them that game today like they were almost out of it before the game really even started because specifically because of him the, the, like defensive zone coverage sure wasn't awesome make the fucking save on that middle stat shot so This thing keeps happening. This team cannot afford that. They struggle on offense too much to just have one freebie a game, to basically have to outscore everyone by two every night because you know one free one is going in from your goaltender. That is something that absolutely has to change. We have been calling for it for a little bit. I have been a little hesitant on it. I am 100% in the, we need Vladar for a bit now. This was Markstrom's first win in six games. Um... That this team needs to, I think, make a shift in their mentality for the goalies. That's not to say Vladar's the number one the whole way. Because I, I think if Markstrom puts together two, three games in a row, you start to get a bit more confidence in him to to be able to, to cycle that back. But right now, there's just something off with that dude. And you need to get it figured out. So the the schedule the next little bit here, they have Ottawa coming up on Monday, who are one of those sneaky teams, kind of like the last couple, right? With uh, Detroit and with Buffalo not what anyone would consider a contending team, but a team that is good enough that if you kinda of go in and just don't care, they're going to mop the floor with you. They have some offensive talent on that team a little bit. I'm going Vladar in that game. I'm probably going Vladar against Ottawa. I'll go Markstrom back against Detroit. And then Saturday night at the dome against the Rangers, I'm going Vladar again. And like he he is getting the more marquee looks. For me, at this point, I I just, I think we are at that point now where Vladar has to be considered the number one guy. Back in the chat, Derek, once again, I was losing it on the broadcast complaining about how they take too many shots and not from quality spots. But when they're not scoring, they complain that they just aren't putting it on net. No, that's fair. Um... The Detroit game was, like, the key example of all of this, right? Where they, what was it, 36, 35 shots they had against the Red Wings and one goal. This team does need to create more quality scoring opportunities. That doesn't mean shoot less. That just means shoot from better spots or get anyone in front of the net. Um, that's still a major problem with this Flames team is there isn't much of a net front presence. That's why I think a Timo Meyer would be good. That's why I think a guy like Pooley Harvey would be good. Um... You, you just need that kind of big body in front to create a few more of those high-danger chances. I, um, I, I just, just shooting the puck isn't enough, right? Like, yes, shots go, like, that that is literally how you score. Shooting the puck on net, if you don't do that, then you don't get to score goals. But you do need to be able to create opportunities off of those. And you only have a couple of guys who just have good enough shots that they can score from anywhere, right? We talked about that before with foley. This is a a Flames team that just does not generate enough danger. The shots are there. The shots are fine. Keep shooting, by all means. But have someone there to create a second chance opportunity. If you happen to be just shooting for the sake of shooting, which I think the Flames do a lot, like, that seems to be the break glass in case of emergency, is, ah, just shoot it. You know, like, it's kind of, it's kind of like in, uh, this is going to be a forced metaphor, but it's kind of like in college football you see it a bit in the pros too where a quarterback relies too much on their ability to scramble and run so you see a quarterback look first option covered better run and it's like the the flames like oh there's even the slightest bit of resistance better shoot it that there is no thought of the quality of the shot there is no thought of who is shooting it there is no thought of what can come from this afterward whether there is someone in front or whatever it is um so yeah that this flames team I, I think that the shooting is fine it's just there needs to be a bit more quality following it J Money back in after the first two golds I was more comfortable with the tank for Bedard I will be honest this was the first game uh when it was two nothing there this was the first time I was like Maybe you do just blow it up. You know, like, you can see what happens when you blow it up, right? Like, Tage Thompson, awesome. Rasmus Dahlin, going to be a major difference maker. Like, there's young, fun pieces on the, the Buffalo Sabres team. Like, maybe they maybe they should. And I am not saying that this team is so good that you can't blow it up. I'm almost saying the opposite. I'm saying Huberto's contract and the way he has played, you're not getting anything for that. And so, like how much bottoming out can you really do when you have that giant contract along with Cadres as well and you kind of need to take advantage of it for the first couple of years because it's not going to be awesome afterward. So that's why I've been hesitant to just be in the blow it up thing because A, they're not going to and B, I don't know if they could even if they wanted to. But tonight was, or this afternoon, I guess at that point it was this morning still, it was, you know, maybe you just, try you know like maybe you go the buffalo route it's like yeah you know what we have Ocposo and Skinner on these massive contracts whatever we're still gonna it's not like they're gonna stop us from being bad so let's go out and try to try to rebuild while we still have these things on our contracts and then maybe by the time those things go away and we free up 15 million dollars or whatever it could be then we're in a real position to make a real run for some stuff um I still don't think that's the route they were going to go, but I'm with you, Jay Money. After the first couple of goals, I was like, you know what? Fuck it, man. Like, just see what you can get for Lindholm to Foley back. Like, just all of it. See what you can do. Do the NHL 23 and just go down on each guy. Fine trade, fine trade, fine trade, fine trade. Like, just see what you can get. Because I was... Yeah, I, I was pretty much over it at that point. Back on the goalie conversation with Jay Money. This era of hockey, there is rarely such a thing as a pure number one goalie anymore. That is... That is accurate. 100%. That, that is accurate. I think once you get to the playoffs, you kind of need that guy who can really go for you. But no, you're right. Like, the, there is... The, there aren't many guys who are like that. I thought the Flames had that in Markstrom. It does not appear for this season anyway that they have that. Derek with uh, the comment 1A and 1B for this season, but I'm not worried about Markstrom for next season. It does kind of seem like all of this season is getting everything in place so that next year things can go well. Which doesn't help Brad Living out as he is uh, contract expires at the end of the year, but... Uh, It it does kind of feel like this is the year where everyone kind of gets settled and maybe next year you you go out and and take the jump that a lot of people thought you would be able to make. Um, We got 32 people in the chat now. Let's get that like number up a little bit. I greatly appreciate everyone hopping in on a Saturday afternoon on what is a gorgeous Saturday afternoon in Calgary. Um, So hopefully after this you can go out and enjoy some nice weather here in the city. Um, If you're listening to this after, thank you. But we do these live. It's fun. Come hang out in the chat. Like the video. Subscribe to the channel. If you're listening on podcast, give that a review. Let's just get these numbers bumping so we can share this great stuff with um, with all the fun Flames fans who are out there. Matt C asking, why do we score so much in early games? Yeah, maybe this is a thing. The Flames just need to play a bunch of early games. Early games are always so wild. Like Everyone is just so out of their thing that it's just, you know what? Let's just go play hockey. Like it, It almost... You almost get the sense with these early games, this is what this sport could be like if they weren't coached to death. When you don't have 12 hours in the day to go over film and go over all this stuff, okay, these are the things we're going to do. If the entire game plan is, yeah, just go out there and have some fun, this is the type of stuff that that happens. I thought there was, uh, again, multi-sport things, but... Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has been doing a lot of press recently because LeBron James broke his scoring record. He was talking about Giannis today and he was seeing like he was saying, I see Giannis and I realized I was too coached at an early age because you see Giannis who is just like he, the Greek freak, right? Like just this bricked up 7 foot tall dude who is just running the floor and doing everything. Big guys never did that back in the day. But you are seeing now the evolution because he wasn't coached up in the AAU level to just be a big guy and just stand there. It drove me Not that I'm, like, by NBA standards, a big person. I'm 6'4", but I played the big spot in high school because we're not really growing them to seven feet tall in Saskatchewan. And, well, no, you can't touch the ball outside of the paint. Are you mad? And I feel like there's a bit of that with hockey, where so much of the the fun of this game is coached out of it, especially by that fucking guy we have behind the bench for the Flames, that you, you see these early games where it's a little bit more loose and there's a little bit less game planning going on. Look, it was infuriating from a Flames fan standpoint. That game was fun as hell in the first period, and then onward. Like th- there was so much just run and gone hockey. It was fun. Let's let this sport be a little bit more fun. But I feel like all of that is being coached out of it. So just a um, t- just a brief aside to Kai number one asking, will we extend Brad? I. If I were a betting man, and Lord knows I am, and by the way, if you are, there's a, a, a thing right there. I'm using, I'm going the wrong way, aren't I? There, right there. Um, you couldn't even see any of that. That was terrible. Download now the, uh, the QR code for the Sports Interaction app. I, I don't think that you can place a wager on who the Flames GM is going to be next year. If I were to do that, it would not be on Brad True Living. I, I do not think Brad comes back as the GM for the Flames this year. Unless this team goes on one heck of a run. And I, like a real, like an O four 4 esque run. I don't think um, he's coming back. Quite frankly, I think it'll be something along the lines of Daryl as the GM or kind of a placeholder while Daryl basically runs the the hockey operations. If I were to make a bet, that's where I would go on that. But that's for next year. For this year, one of the the nice bright spots from this game that I think is going to get lost a little bit is Jonathan Huberto. Um, I thought he played a very good game again and you need... There's going to be talk about this game being a turning point for the Flames, and we'll get to that in a second. But for home, he keeps doing like three or four things a night where it's like, okay, we are starting to get that guy. We are starting to find the the dude who we thought was going to be the exact, um, the the exact replacement for Johnny Gaudreau. That this is the guy who we thought was going to just unlock all of these great things and get 50 goals for Lindholm and 30 for Toffoli. It hasn't been that yet. But you are starting to see flashes. There's a couple of plays on the power play. There's a couple of plays in the offensive zone where it's like, okay, this dude has figured something out. And it's getting a little bit more comfortable. That third line is obviously spectacular. With Manjapani, with Backlund, and with Coleman. I think Pelche is starting to find his footing with Kadri and with Huberto. And I think that first line is starting to go. Dube with four points tonight. He was great. Um, Toffoli was awesome. Lindholm is just always solid. I think... Huberto is really the piece that can take this team from, hey, look at that, we're in a playoff spot for an hour, to this is a team that can make some noise in the postseason. It's unfair to put this all on one dude, but it is all on that dude, I think, to be able to kind of push this team over the top. They were talking about it on the broadcast, and I feel like I bring up the broadcast stuff too much. Um, I actually like those those guys. They're nice. Uh, At least they were nice to me. But for, for the Flames to say, oh yeah, this is a turning point game. You know how many fucking times we've heard that? We talked about that. I I was on the radio this week talking about it after the Rangers game. You know what they did to really turn things around? Shit the bet against Detroit. So I am done for the rest of the season. I promise right now with An autographed Bret Hart picture looking over my shoulder. I I swear I would not lie with the, the hitman looking over me. As I tell you, I am not at any point for the rest of this season going to say this is a turning point game for the Flames immediately after the game if we look back if the flames go on a run and they go into ottawa on monday and just beat the bejesus out of the the senators and then they're back home and it's 6-1 against the Sens, and then they beat the rangers on saturday night at the dome then after that i will be like you know what i think this was a turning point game for the flames but i am not in the immediate aftermath of any game for the rest of the year going to say you know what This could be a turning point. This team could build on it. Because we've said that after like 15 games this year, and they have a 100% success rate for sucking the the next game. So let's not take this game for anything more than what it was. This was a strong 40-minute performance by a team that had every reason to just completely fold up and look ahead to the next one. That is fantastic. That is awesome. I would much rather they do that than not. This does not mean anything other than they got two points tonight and they're going to have to do the same fucking thing on Monday against Ottawa. That That is it. That is as turning pointy as it gets. So I, I do not consider this a turning point win for the Flames. It is a good win. It is a, it, it's a quite good win. And when we look back on the season, if the Flames are hoisting the Stanley Cup and if they still make championship team DVDs or whatever, when we're doing the special on this team 40 years from now and they're pulling clips from game over because this is clearly the best post show, um, when we're doing all of those things, maybe we will look back on uh, February 11th, and think, you know what, that was the turning point, but today, I'm not saying that, because we've seen it too many times with this Flames team. One more dip back, uh, back into the chat here on YouTube, uh, only reason not to extend Brad is if Toronto lets Dubas walk, that would be quite the swap of, um, Triliving and, uh, Dubas going, because I think, excuse me, I think if Toronto makes a change in GM, I think Living would be high up there for taking that job. Um, I would like Dubas as a GM. I think he has done a wonderful job with the Leafs. I understand lack of playoff success is kind of a thing. I don't think that is on him. I think he has built some wonderful teams there, and I think he would do great. I think he and Daryl would be oil and water, and I don't think that ownership would take the general manager side ever. So I don't think he would be able to build up the correct roster um that Daryl would want, and I don't think Daryl would be able to coach up the roster the way that Dubas would want. So I I just don't see it. I would like it because Dubas puts teams together the way I would like to see them put together and the way I would like to see them play. And I would certainly prefer that over the the Daryl Sutter brand of whatever the fuck, but I just I I don't see that one happening. Uh, Mark in the uh, in the chat, I swear if Daryl becomes head of hockey ops, I'm pausing my Flames fanhood until he's gone. I can't do it again. Look, I am with you. I'm not saying they should. I'm saying they will. I I just it's to me it's predictable. You you bring Daryl in for a couple of years, they they get to the the second round ones, maybe they miss the playoffs this year, maybe they don't. Um and he comes in, you know what? I just need to be able to put my team together. This ownership group loves Daryl. That's why he's been brought back in the first place. I don't think that was True Living's first choice. Um, When when you, again, you see how True Living has drafted players and the the type of team that he has put together and then the type of team that Daryl wants, Yeah, I I don't think it works. I think this was an, an ownership thing. I don't think Daryl gets less power if this season goes on the way it is. I will tell you that Jay Huberto has been increasing his dogs per sixty since the start of the season. He's a difference maker. He's getting to that difference maker thing for sure. I um I don't know if he is all the way there yet, but yeah, the the dog per dogs per sixty is definitely getting up there. Pelche is almost setting the the new record. Like he's almost broken the chart. It is. It's probably the Andrew Mangiapani chart, because he is the one who really sets the bar, but Pelche is getting there with this. What do you think about a Calgary Flames morning game once in a while? Look, these are fun. Like, I, I like it. I, I like doing game over with natural lighting. Um, I, I think it really makes my eyes pop. So, I, I, I kind of like it. It's different. I would like to see afternoon games mixed in all over the place. I understand why they wouldn't. Ticket sales and all of those things. It's easier for baseball to do it, because it's in the summer, but like it's it's fun when there's afternoon baseball on and there's just sports all day long. You know, it's different. Like a Flames regular season game against Ottawa is a little bit different than the World Cup, but it's not like major sporting events that happen during the day take like major hits. So I I think, I think it'd be fun if we had a few more afternoon games mixed in. There actually is another one coming up, uh, not next week, but the week after when the Flames play Philadelphia on the 20th, I believe. I think I'm doing that game. Uh, Yeah, they play Philadelphia on the 20th. It is a two o'clock start. I like those ones. I think it's fun. Uh, last one here from Josh asking, Do you think the Flames will win the Stanley Cup? I don't. Um, at, at this at this point, certainly not. Uh, excellent point, Jay Money. Afternoon football, yeah. Um, but no, for the uh, Stanley Cup, for this Flames team, it, it is in their range of outcomes still. I still think best case scenario for this team, if everything gets figured out, is they can win the Stanley Cup. Odds are, at this point, it's not going to get figured out to that level, and I I do not see that in their future this year. They can, I don't think they will. Thank you everyone who's in the chat. Again, it is a gorgeous Saturday afternoon uh, after a Flames win, so thank you all for, for coming into the chat and making this a whole lot of fun. We do this after every Flames game, including coming up on Monday. The 13th, Valentine's Day Eve. The Flames take on the Ottawa Senators. It is a 5.30 start. Audie James will have that one for you. So the Flames are probably going to (laughs) lose. I feel so bad for Audie. But uh, yeah, tune in after that. Audie's been absolutely crushing it this season. Um, So tune in to that one. And then the Flames play again on the 16th against the Detroit Red Wings. One more time, give this video a like, subscribe to the channel, share these videos with your friends. We do this on podcasts. If you missed any of this, you can see the playback on YouTube or you can just download Game Over NHL. The shows are relatively quick unless I start to ramble about ties between Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and the Calgary Flames. Um, But the shows are relatively quick. It is a great way to keep up with all the Canadian teams in the NHL. Subscribe to those podcasts, leave a review and uh, tell your friends so they can tell their friends, and that is that. Thank you all so much for tuning in. It is always a blast chatting with you, and I will talk to you all next time. Have a good day, everyone. Game over powered by sports interaction, Canada Sports Book.